0: Mm, mm, mm. Uh-huh, uh uh-huh. we blow your mind, 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 blows. Most active part of the brain, your mind's. <laughs> Vogue voice. I like. I need that, that. cast out of me. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> that personality can go. In Jesus name. <laughs> right. Hello,
1: everyone. Pastor every- Robert is
0: just going. What did I give birth to? <laughs> oh Lord, sorry, <laughs> Pastor Robert.
1: Hello,
2: everyone on Spotify or Anchor. You are now listening to Portals. That was pretty good. You heard it. You heard the rest. Yeah, I was, you know, having. <coughs>
0: you did a little practicing. Mariah Carey using your jaw to you shake the vowel. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see
2: it. In the hume, I am <laughs> <Shanae> Niece, <laughs> and joining me is Pastor Nathan Cassis. Hello. Pastor Tony Cassis. Hi, everyone. And Dr. Robin Cassis.
3: Hi, guys.
4: Just had a bit of déjà vu. What right happened? I
2: know, double
0: Jesus name.
2: Um, so we are just, you know, recapping. We've already started our portals live feed, and again, you can always follow us our our Facebook page on Torque NY. And you can follow us by watching this live too. So, we've added that new concept for those who are just now listening to us on Spotify or Anchor or Apple, wherever you, you can re You can rewatch us.
0: it at Talk TV. There you it'll go. it'll only be live for tonight. Yeah. And the rewatch will be available at talktv.org for free. For free. For the latest portal only. All Project the other ones. Free. You can subscribe for $9.99 a month.
2: <laughs> uh, speaking of free, remember that song? Anyway, we were talking about. Yeah. Vogue. Free, 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 free,
0: free.
2: Indeed. Anywho, so we were just recapping for a quick bit about last week when we were talking about filling the void and how important that is because if we don't fill it with Jesus. going to fill it with something. Got to fill it with something because we're vessels. Yep. And Dr. Robin, you've taught that in your courses before as well about, you know, we oper- we have to operate through something.
3: Yes, or something has
2: to operate through bec- us, rather.
3: Because we're an empty vessel. Yes. We're ready, we're called to, to be a container to fill something, you know? Mm. And so if I'm an, a container, then I'm not going to fill me with me. Mm. I'm only holding something. Mm. And so, just like that glass, it's there to hold your drink. So, therefore, just like that. You and I are containers, and we're there to hold something. That's how God made us. He didn't make us to hold ourselves. Mm. He made us to hold something better, bigger and better, and that's him.
0: Oh, come on. Taggy man. Hands up if you're tired Hallelujah. of holding yourself.
3: Me. <laughs> please
2: set me free. Yeah, I don't want to hold me. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting tired of holding me. I'm too trying to Too much effort, you. too much work. It's, too it's, much unlearning. But this is where it's like progressively getting us out of that because we was talking about, you know, being brave and releasing your own strength and then turning around to walking out of Egypt. So it's just been like a continuation of,
3: Hey, we, on, we've coming. left Egypt. We not want to talk about nope, it anymore.
2: No, nope. Who said it? Who,
3: where? You, you, <laughs> you, you, you. you did it. You did it. Where was it? Well, what were we was talking about again? Was um, that you, Pastor? Did you say Egypt? <laughs> Okay, you're
2: to take it. Okay, I say Egypt, but I'm out, I'm out. It was I left, I bought my behind out of Egypt.
3: Okay, well, there you go. You couldn't leave anything else behind. Uh, <laughs> that's
2: why we got jokes. Anywho, I'll move on. <laughs> okay. The three battlegrounds. There we go. Of the wilderness. Tell us. Um, but today we started... Pastor Tony, you can chime in in this pod. Um, Today, we started with the morning service, which was quite great. In the, morning. Great. I, in the well, morning. that would be obvious. <laughs> and um, it was, oh my God, Pastor Wendell. Shout out to Pastor Wendell for those Good truths message. about those Christians playing these games. I'm tired of playing games, too. But if you don't mind just kind of recapping what you guys talked about this morning, leading into what was talked about tonight.
4: Yeah, um, Pastor Wendell shared how uh, Samson uh, was playing games with his convictions, mm-hmm. playing playing games with his relationships, and then playing games with his um, with his calling. And the uh, the theme, which I thought was very uh, you know, timely and applicable, uh, was that um, when we when we play games with. You know the responsibilities that God's given to us, or the Mm. call that God's given given to us, we endanger ourselves and and possibly the demise of the vision and the calling. Mm. Um, he went through a a recent example with Catherine Coleman, and some of the bad decisions she made in her life, which affected her ministry very deeply. Mm -hmm. Not sure about all the details, but um. You know, in the light of Samson breaking um, the Nazarite vow, you know, several times and, and then being, um, you know, captured and blinded and then finally getting the realization that um, if he dies to himself, then God can move. So mm-hmm. that was the gist of um, this morning's uh, message by uh, Brother Wendell. It was really good.
3: Yeah, but let me just maybe update it a little bit it was good i thoroughly enjoyed it yep. i know the story of katherine You
0: just turn me up just a little that bit in my what ears. i was Number going three. to
3: say to you was that's acceptable in the church you know like something like samson and him playing on the edge and and people playing with conviction and such like that but what about when god brings something that's controversial mm. that wasn't controversial What about when the Lord brings something controversial and you play on the edge and you play the game? The game. And that's what Wendell said this morning about playing the game. And so there are some controversial things that we need to challenge people tonight on. We need to challenge them on playing the game with the truth.
2: Ouch. Ouch.
4: Oh, that
2: one popped.
4: I was going to say, uh, in the case of Catherine Corman, he was bringing out there was a Mm -hmm. void in her life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that she was constantly looking to fill without the Holy Spirit doing the work, and that led her into bad relationships and bad ministry experiences. And so he was just bringing that as an example. So on the back of that, this evening... I, um, I shared about the three battlegrounds of the soul because mm. the soul is where we find much place for voids, mm. okay? And because there are things that we think or things that we feel or things that we desire that have not originated in God, right, we, um, we end up battling within our souls to do God's will and to serve God's purposes. Mm-hmm. And so pastor said last week at the at the portal that we get tired because we're not fighting mm-hmm. the way God wants us to fight and it was so true because when you're trying to fight something on your own you wear yourself out mm-hmm. okay you, you don't get an opportunity to see the god the, the glory of God what you do end up doing is burning out and and that isn't a good thing because that means that you've just run out of your self-works and it's taken, it takes a long time to get somebody to stop relying on their self. Mm. Right, so the three battlegrounds of the soul are the mind, the will and the emotions and each of those three areas has what we call triggers. Yeah, Something that you've thought or felt or desired that's triggered a whole series of thought, habits adulterous someone will say a word or you might see something and it triggers something in your mind and it triggers off this chain reaction of negativity or demonic activity depending on how how much it's been entertained and so forth so we were talking about filling the void of the soul with christ yeah okay and it could be a lifelong process but the, um, the blessing of it is that we will think, feel, and desire like Jesus. That's mm-hmm. the objective. Okay, so that's what we shared this evening, and, and I think it went down well. People were understanding that, um, you know, it's, it's a battle. There mm. are things that we have to literally take the word of God and hammer mm. these things into subjection. You know, you can't be passive about this kind of warfare. Mm. If you've got a stronghold in your mind telling you something is good, when God has very clearly said, no, it's bad, then you get the word of God that declares the reason why God said what he said, and you keep hammering that thought until the thought is destroyed. Mm. This is what Paul meant by punishing every act of disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. Mm. But, okay? it,
3: but you need not just to hammer and punish, you need to replace. Yep. And replacing is the key because you were going to ask me something about that tonight. Yes. You're going to say, well... Give me the your question. yeah. My
2: question is: Well, once we recognize that there's a thought well, you know, a fortress of thoughts that aren't, you know, from the Lord. How do we now
3: untangle that? Well, it's not a case of untangling it. Yes. Yeah. Um, dismantle. Dismantling it, where well, you can only dismantle it with the truth. Mm. And so once you punish and once you. Push down, once you make a void, therefore, for something else to come in, then you've got to build a fortress of thoughts that are godly thoughts. Mm. Do you understand? Yes. So, the way to combat those thoughts that you built, a fortress for the fortress, mm. excuse me, playing on that, mm-hmm. but you <laughs> must then grab thoughts that are absolutely the opposite, mm. the truth. The absolute truth, you see. And when you do that, they start to go down. And you start to build a new pathway, which these new thoughts are coming. These thoughts that are godly thoughts will push away anything that's left, Mm -hmm. you see. Mm -hmm. So then you build up a big fortress of good thoughts. So do you understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you get... uh, a hedge right around them to keep them safe inside you so that you don't uh, allow that other fortress to come along again.
1: Yeah.
0: I think when we come back, um, we'll take a break for our Spotify audience and then we'll just come back in. But I think one things that you said tonight, which was really powerful, we've done a lot of teaching on the soul at Talk mm. and at SOAP, um, probably more than most um, churches. We're quite aware of the layers of the soul and the delayering and the fragmentation. But something that I really, really was um, impacted by tonight, again, when it's impacting, I write things down. So thank you because I wrote it down tonight. So well, John. Um, (laughs) You talked about the three areas and the three different works. Mm -hmm. I wrote that down. Yeah, I wrote that down. And I wrote some other Mm -hmm. things down that the Holy Spirit started to pour into me for the portal. So uh, when we come back... We'll dive into those three areas because I think that specification that you gave really helps to locate yeah. so much when we try to maybe give credit to one part of the soul mm. for doing a certain job, but it's really not doing that at all. Right. Uh, so we're mixing it up, and I think that's also a lot of where the entangling takes place. Mm. If we can know what each part of the soul is and where its lane is, then we'll know how to let the so Holy Spirit so refine locate. it and, and feel it, you know?
3: So we locate, and then we know how to deal with it because we've located into its place.
1: Mm.
0: Exactly.
2: All right, guys, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back.
5: Hey guys, want to hear God speak to you personally? Then join us here at Dipping Night. It's every first Monday of the month at 7.30 p.m. To find out more information or to RSVP, VP, you can visit us at dippingnight.torcnyc.org. Hope to see you there.
3: I'm
0: doing oh. the subliminal mind control version. No. So <laughs> uh,
3: I don't need that. Oh, right. We don't want it. That's all right. The, the very it.
0: quiet.
2: <laughs> First you of all, that sounds so you weird in my don't want to trigger
1: headphones. someone.
2: Oh. oh No, we don't.
4: We Talking don't about know. triggers, <laughs> yeah, for our <laughs> Thank you. listening back in. Organ- audience, last night was mentioning three the three areas that I, I elaborated on in the sermon tonight, and that was... The mind is the most active part of the soul. Mm-hmm. The will is the most powerful, so good. Mm. right? But the emotion's the most uncontrolled. Okay? My Lord. And so if we, if we understand that kind of DNA for each segment of the soul, remember the soul is one entity but made of three parts, mm-hmm. just like we are spirit, soul, and body, so forth. That's going so, to be a challenge because most people know body, soul, and spirit. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's the other way around. I know. Um, <laughs> the connection of the spirit to the soul, I believed, is made in the, that portion which is desire or the will. All right? And I base that on the scripture. It is God who works in you both to desire and to do of his good pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, God communicates desire through the Spirit to your your will, right? And then when you will to do something, you will do it, all right? It, you can't, it's, it's almost impossible to motivate someone to do something if they don't have a desire to do it, right. Right? okay? If they do, it's usually under sufferance, which means it really isn't faith. And this we talked yeah. about this last week to do with the Israelites going into the Promised Land, uh, for the most part, they were going for the ride. They weren't really investing in, in the vision themselves. Joshua and Caleb and Moses were, were really the only ones who were sold out on the vision. Mm-hmm.
0: Can we just clear something up that yeah. I think we really need to clear up? Just because you're doing it out of under-sufferance, let's be real, you still, it means you still don't want to do it. Yeah. Don't think that because you're doing it and, oh, I'm putting my flesh down and, and doing <laughs> it because it's obedience – please just be honest you just don't want to do it yes come on you would just be better to say i don't want to do it the lord yeah. the lord can really work with that you know yeah. we've got to stop all of these like you know going trying to ride. put the fig leaves going for a ride yeah you know I mean, going god to the border like pastor <laughs> wendell said going to the border and then playing tiptoeing in and out Oof. whether or not we want to do what god is asking us to do sorry continue
4: that was a word well you mentioned uh, i think earlier on in the service tonight um when we're talking about the homecoming service next week you need to be planted mm-hmm. before you can start growing. And that means you've got to be sold out on the vision of the house and, and, and indirectly sold out on God's vision for you personally. Mm. And um, again, we brought out examples of this last Sunday or the Sunday before. When, when I came to America, I wasn't um, sold out on the vision. And it took like a 10-day fast and, and, and prayer and and getting my desire aligned with god's will the moment Mm -hmm. that happened everything started going forward yeah and so i'm sure there's people out there who are listening who are are finding it um exhausting going to that same place at the mountain that you've been going around for years Mm -hmm. um because you're still double-minded you're not sure Mm -hmm. if you want to sell yourself completely to the vision. And I, what I mean by that is giving yourself completely, making God's will and God's destiny for your life your business at your cost, at your, you know, um, what's the word? Um, uncomfortability. Is that a word? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You can and make it one. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and this is the key there is a price that God requires us to pay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To see his will done. And, He shows us the example with the price that Christ paid. So our mind, will, and emotions, guys, um, for the most part, there are voids in these three areas, but I think our experience so far, as, as far as our Christianity is concerned, the mind, the will, and the emotions have been infiltrated by demonic strongholds. And this is where the battleground is. This is why we, we, we actually call the message tonight the, battleground, the three battlegrounds of the soul. Mm. All right? And so um, we have to go to war about getting what we desire right, what we think right, mm. and what we feel right. Mm. And uh, again, speaking from experiences, you know, there's been occasions in my life when something felt right and good and it wasn't. It wasn't God's will. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I spent weeks knocking that desire down. Mm. And I didn't feel like anything was happening and I didn't feel like anything was working. But just by faith, Pastor just told me, keep knocking that desire down. Subject it to God's will. Mm. And like three weeks into it, wake up one morning, snap. It was like it wasn't an issue anymore. Oh,
0: wow. Let's see. The key is there's that Holy Spirit order. You know, you said it tonight, and I don't know if people caught it, but I feel like a lot of people that we counsel, a lot of people that we set free in the name of Jesus from demonic oppression, they try to feel it first, then they try to think it, and then they think they'll eventually get the desire. Yeah. But there is an order both to desire and to do. And so what you're saying is you have to ask God for the desire first. Then the desire will birth and lead to the thoughts, the mental real estate coming. Mm. The mental real estate will then lead to the biological response, which is your emotions producing the feeling of what you've thought and desired. And I think that's very clear because people sometimes think, well, if I think this way, then my feelings will catch up and maybe I'll eventually get the desire. Or maybe if I feel this way, then I'll get the desire and maybe eventually my mind will catch up and I'll get the right thoughts. But there is actually a process. Yeah. It begins with the heart and asking God to give you the desire to think different.
1: Mm.
3: I think think. <laughs> 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 Go for it. What are you thinking? Now, I think that we need to understand something here. When, when the Lord says we're to put on his mind, there's a real uh, purpose here, a real purpose. And that is our mind that we were given, our mind needs to be transformed. It needs to be renewed. It needs to be changed. And so Why? Because our mind is so vulnerable to the enemy's work. And that's why we need to put on the mind of Christ. Because just like this is the unruly member of the body, this is vulnerable. This is vulnerable to the enemy's work. And so with mind control, instead of uh, alerting, they want to shut it down. Yeah. Wow. Shut it down and departmentalize it. Put yeah. it in a compartment and only bring Whoa. it together when uh, it serves the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But there are some things about the mind that we're going to learn, and that is when you try to do something like that, God causes the mind that we have, even the mind that we have, we use it more than we would, like the 10% that we just sort of use it for, you know. Mm -hmm. But when we're in that situation, we're finding that a lot of people with mind control actually use more of their brain than 10%. Wow. Wow. And it's the only way that gets them through it, see. So the enemy's trying to shut down. He's trying to shut you down. God wants you to renew your mind, put on his mind. And the enemy, he wants you to go crazy with your <laughs> mind. So you. it's a mind fight. It's a mind yeah, fight. A mind it yeah. really is a fight of the mind.
0: Mm-hmm. And you said something That's else. That's why we call it a battleground. Yeah, you yeah, said something else. it's a else real battleground. That really stuck out to me on my notes here. You talked about the gates how the Holy Spirit needs to be the gatekeeper on each of these senses yeah. that is attached. Just explain what you were saying about that. We're
4: getting that. into some really deep stuff, guys. Look, um, your soul is where your, you know, your hard drive, your information processing center. So what we see, what we hear, what we smell, what we taste, what we, you know, what we feel, um all the five senses are directly connected to the soul and so the eye and the ear are probably the most um prominent as far as input is concerned so sight and sound but smell and taste and touch are just as important you know um we often smell the food before we eat the food and in the spirit um You know, there are those who are gifted to know when something doesn't smell right spiritually. And I'm using metaphorical language here, but there is a truth to that. It's a spiritual sense as well. But we as believers are to put a gate. We are to allow the Holy Spirit to be the gatekeeper of what we see and hear and smell and taste and feel. All right? And so I say that because... The eyes and the ears are gateways for the enemy to entice us into temptation.
3: And that's why we have to go beyond these natural five senses and we stick too much to these five senses. There are five spiritual senses and that's what should operate in your soul. That's what should operate. And what do I mean by that? the spirit will move through those five senses, the spiritual senses, and then we will have a healthy soul. A healthy soul because the spirit is moving through the five spiritual senses and then we won't be moving by the outside circumstances that truly rule the soul. They rule our soul. If you want the spirit to influence the soul, it's got to come by those five spiritual senses. Let me finish because this is important, very, very important. And then if those five senses are ruled, the spiritual senses rule the spirit, then what comes into the soul will eventually affect the physical body. And this is the way God created it to be. But we as people, we always go from the outside in. We're always coming in instead of going out. You see, God doesn't want to just come in. He wants to go out. So you understand what I'm saying here? And so if we would allow that, we would have healthy mind. We would have a healthy soul, and we would have a healthy spirit and body. We would have these. So the enemy, he wants to come in, and he layers around the spirit so it becomes inactive, so that the soul will not become healthy because the spirit has been labelled inactive. Wow. So what's the soul do? It grabs from the outside to try and shove it in there to make it spiritual. But it mm. doesn't work that
4: way. Wow. And on the back of that, um, idolatry, which is because we talked about tonight, Ooh, Jesus. the language of the spirit is vision, right? And so yes. your know, soul, again, is a, is a memory bank full of visual scenarios a stronghold is this videotape that is in your mind will or emotions that plays or is triggered under certain circumstances all right for instance let's say a man who has a lust problem Mm -hmm. his trigger is a vision Mm. okay he may see something that immediately puts his mind his will and his emotions into a program of thinking Mm -hmm, that has to be demolished so that when he he sees that imagery whether on the street or on on a tv or on a computer Mm. his responses will change number one maybe he shouldn't even be seeing the image in the first place so all of that is in and i'm using this because you know i'm i'm familiar with this because obviously we've overcome things in our lives and we're helping others to overcome in, in the same areas but it's mm-hmm. a good example yeah. of idolatry yeah because idolatry is literally you are putting a, an image or Ooh. a video there it is of something that you've put above god mm. that's constantly before your spiritual eyes mm. so you're thinking about it you're desiring it you you know you're uh, feeling your feelings are all coming into line with that thing that you're constantly replaying in your mind. Mm. This is how a stronghold develops. It could be lust. It could be fear. It could be um, anxiety attacks. It could be relational. It could be sexual. It could be any appetite. could be prophecy. Whatever. Yes. Whatever the stimuli comes from the five senses. Do you understand? We Mm -hmm. have to redeem our five senses. I remember when Jairus, the the synagogue ruler, was asking the Lord Jesus, "Please come and heal my daughter. She's gravely ill." Yeah. Um, the woman who had the issue of blood touched the Lord's garment and distracted him a bit. It took about maybe ten minutes to to heal the woman and you know reassure mm-hmm. her that she was fine. But after the incident of the woman getting healed, one of Jairus's friends comes and says, "Don't." bother the master your daughter is dead now Mm -hmm. in that instance the stimuli the information was communicated by words so it was what Jairus heard Mm -hmm. that started this trigger oh wow I've lost my daughter I've loved her so much I'm gonna have to bury her now let's not bother the master before he goes into full swing Mm -hmm. with that scenario of yep. thinking which mm-hmm. is robbing his faith straight away Jesus turns to him and says don't be afraid just believe, believe. Mm. see what I'm saying so Jesus was he straight away stopped the trigger right at the Ooh, gate Jesus. before he could even think too long oh. on it he said Jairus don't <sighs> be afraid cause what was what were the words ministering fear Fear kills faith. He says, don't be afraid, just believe. Mm. So Jairus right then and there could have said, look, you know, thank you, Lord, but no. But he didn't. He went along. He just followed Jesus along back to the house, Yeah. back into the room. Yep. He sees his daughter lying there breathless, and then he sees Jesus raise his daughter back to life. Mm. Mm. You see, this is how we overcome the stimuli that comes into the eye gate, the ear gate, the nose gate, the mouth gate, and we let the Holy Spirit be the gatekeeper. Now, look, I'm not there yet. I'm just telling you, I oh know this is where we have to get you're, to.
3: Again, you're talking natural yeah. here. So I'm and going, supernatural. I'm going beyond the natural, and I'm saying something supernatural has a different stimulus. Yep. It does. We'll it, bring it out. And what I was saying mm-hmm. to do with it, it's something. Because we say the heart, the mind of the heart. Now, who talks to the mind of the heart? Thoughts? No. God talks to the mind of the heart. Yeah. That's his communication line, you see? But when we talk other things, it's got to go through the process to get to the spirit. when When it's a spiritual thing, when it's one of the five senses, then God is speaking into that thing. Wow. understand what I'm saying. Sure, yeah, I see mm-hmm. the difference. There is a major difference, and therefore, uh, once the, uh, the spirit, the five senses, the spirit is involved in that, then we don't go for the outside to the inside. Mm. We go from the inside out to affect all around us, mm. whereas all the time, five senses, that will affect coming in. Wow. But we want to affect what's going out. Ah, uh, okay. Another yeah. difference.
0: Yeah.
3: So I want to bring something up to do with that.
0: We're going to go to a break we're gonna gonna go that to was a, short break. a yeah, lot to swallow. Okay. Wow. And
3: then <laughs> we're going to come back.
2: You're going to have it.
4: to wait,
3: honey. Hold it. Uh, and then I hope I remember it. So yes, we will. We can
2: it. jump right back in. So we'll be right back and we'll jump right back in. See you okay. in a sec.
0: Hi Church, Pastor Nathan here. I would like to officially invite you to SRA exposing the lie. And what I'm about to talk about is very sensitive, but needs to be addressed. Satanic ritual abuse, otherwise known as SRA, is not the most popular topic to talk about at church, but that is exactly why we need to talk about it. SRA is part of the devil's end time plan to wound generations of people and gain control of their minds. Many believers have probably thought to themselves, is this stuff for real? Does this type of abuse really happen? Or is this all just a conspiracy? Well, the answer is yes, this is very real. There are many people who have been hurt and affected by this kind of sacrificial abuse, and they are living among us today. But it's all kept in the dark. To quote from the satanic code itself, the guarantee of our tomorrow is convincing the world that we do not exist. Wow. Church, we have to wake up and take responsibility and authority. For far too long, we have turned a blind eye to the darkness and said, it's too much to handle. But God is asking us to respond like Isaiah and say, send me Lord, I'll go. This conference is an educational and equipping tool with an aim to arm the body of Christ and make her aware of the enemy's devices in this time and hour. Furthermore, we are now facing the fact that Satan doesn't want to hide in the dark anymore. He wants to be accepted as light, and he wants to change the narrative of what truth really is. In this powerful three-day conference, we are going to expose the lie and the work of the enemy through satanic ritual abuse. Particularly, we are going to uncover the role that the church has played in turning a blind eye for so many years, as well as actively being involved in these activities through secret societies and groups. We will hear testimonies of survivors, both believers and non-believers alike, who have been born or brought into covens through generations and have made it out and are now sharing their stories. We will hear from experts and speakers that have spent over 20 years working with victims of SRA and investigating perpetrators and the people involved. We will also discuss the ultimate agenda of SRA and what its purpose is in being set up for the end times. Finally, we are going to discuss what healing for these victims looks like through freedom, healing, and wholeness. How we can partner with them to see them totally set free and have all of their soul and mind restored to them. Dr. Robin is going to lead us through what our mandate as the church is to help those coming out of SRA and to reveal the Lord Jesus Christ to them, not as an imposter, but as their comforter, healer, and savior. This is not a conference for the faint of heart, but we encourage you to take up the call and let God use you and equip you to be a light in the darkness. The conference takes place Friday, October 2nd at 7.30pm and runs all the way through to Sunday, October 4th at 3.30pm. More information and all the details can be found at talk.org. This is totally free admission, and so therefore we encourage you to take and invite as many people as you can so that we can make the body of Christ aware and armed. You can register at talk.org via the Talk app, or if you're not able to attend in person, watch it live via talktv.org. Let's open our eyes and stand in truth and the fear of the Lord so that when he asks us on that day, what did you do? We can confidently say we were a part of the solution and not the
1: problem.
3: You, do. you, you don't get fat. When you fight, you get lean. <laughs> you yeah. get lean. Mm. Because you're keen.
2: Oh. Oh. You're a poet You know it. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> and we were just referring to, you know, exercising your authority yeah. in the fight. So you don't get spiritually fat. Mm.
1: Um,
2: Yeah, we just was tuning in to some questions um to our portals live guest in audience you um question. yes um so if you hear a different voice we have
5: pastor tim joining us hi pastor tim
2: hello eyes wide Tim. Eyes why <laughs> wow. yeah, Tim. Wow! I's why. Come on, I'll give you a gym for that. That's a new name. Yes. J- uh Jim. Tim, have you you've been on portals
6: with us before? Yeah, I yeah. came on when uh right after we did the the uh the, conscience. On the conscience. There yeah. we go. Mm, yeah. that was your Kind of mm. cool second time on second, and second also a surprise, but around. that's how we got to be mm. spontaneous. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: Spontaneous flow. Ready so to go. <laughs> right, so Dr. Robin finished, you know, on her last gym about um, just the difference between that your eye, your your five senses getting influenced, and the, yeah, the wanting to bubble senses. up, yeah. yeah, through the spiritual senses. Um, Very good. And then we just started kind of answering some questions that people had about it, and you know, just kind of elaborate like. Where can we stand as a Christian in this? Mm. And Dr. Robin, you know, you're saying like we can no longer stand in a passive way or turning a blind eye is what we've been really talking about. But one of the questions um, was coming out is like, okay, it's already, you know, the, the enemy is bound to happen. He, it, you know, it it's been, that's part of fulfillment in well, scriptures.
3: Yeah, well, it comes down to this, and i have you guys come in on it but it comes down to who's showing us the truth mm. see so if it's man trying to convince us of the truth mm. if circumstances or situations are trying to convince us of the truth then we will wrestle mm. but when the Lord is showing it to us and you say how do you know it's the Lord because you know inside you mm. and you will fight that You will fight that because that's going to cost you. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost you inconvenience and being uncomfortable and being scared. Look, there are things that God is bringing me into. And I've already spoken to the Lord and said, I'm asking you how far to go because we have little ones in our house. And he told me clearly, I'll tell you how far to go. You go as far as I tell you. Mm. Wow. So that stopped. And I think if you had that attitude.
0: <laughs> let's be real. If I think that you had that attitude, well, you know, evil is just going to happen like that. Well, you know, it'll sort itself out. Like, you know, well, you would have just said that about the cross. Well, redemption will eventually <laughs> come. No, someone has to make a choice to say, send me, Lord. I'll, I'll go. go. Mm. And Jesus stood up in the boardroom of heaven at that moment and he said, Father, send me. I'll go Mm. and the Lord is asking us as saints to not be like, well, it'll sort itself out. Well, I don't need to be a part of that. No, like Isaiah. Send me, Lord, I'll go. Someone has to stand up and make the choice mm-hmm. to stop the cycle of evil, whatever kind of evil that is. Right. Yeah. You have to stand up and make the choice to stop the cycle in your life. Yeah. Mm. You cannot mm. keep going around the same roundabout. thinking. If you keep going around and around and around, eventually it's going to become a straight line. You're just going to keep going around and around and around and around until you stand up and you desire mm-hmm. Then from the desire, you let the thoughts come. Then from the thoughts, you allow the feelings to be the expression I mean of what you
3: thought. Mm.
6: Send me, Lord, I'll go.
3: So what do you say, Tim?
6: Yeah. Um, you know, we're here for a reason. And we're here to be involved. And I think, again, uh, you know, I'm somebody who I'm often, as a teacher, thinking about that. I think the tough question of how do we let God do what he's going to do, as god while still being involved and i think
4: Mm. the way that the way that
6: the lord has shown me is i think like you said you know when it's god when it's god doing it you know it's him i i'll say this my input would be that we have to develop the, the action of god we have to develop the life of god but all of the evidence points to the fact that when you have the life of god you are battling the enemy um everyone who's uh, heard me teach knows that i'm very passionate about history and church history and i will say i my jaw is always on the ground when i read the early church sources every great leader in the church speaks about battling the devil there was yep. no movement yep. there was no significant movement of the church of jesus christ wow. in the 2000 years that it's been a church where a leader of any note now there are there have been a lot of false teachers and there's been a lot of famous false teachers yep but for those who have been trusted and true, men and women, they have always said that the battling of the enemy and his works is an important component. Now, these are people who trusted God. Mm. These were not people who accused God. Who These are not people who thought that God was not God Almighty, but they knew that there's something about being alive and being a person of faith that involves um destroying the works of the devil, just like Jesus did. Wow. So again, it's, uh, it, it, I could, I'm somebody who could have convinced myself that, oh no, we just let God do it. It's just a, a peaceful ride once we get saved. Mm -hmm. But I got challenged by the fact that that's not the witness (laughs) of the church. That's not the witness of history, but what's amazing. And you know, my leaders can testify to this, you know, the more you, um, give yourself over to the battle, it actually does become less strenuous yes. and less yes. hard work. You're yes. 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 not so tired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not. And part of it is being single-minded about it. When, yeah. you, when you've, When you're resolved in your will to do it, uh, the the exhaustion comes from the double-mindedness.
3: I think mm. I was about you know? to say that double-mindedness will make you very tired. Yes, I'm trying to tell you. Two minds, oh yep. man! You, I have enough trouble getting in one mm. mind. I don't. Two minds means I'm going to be so tired trying to keep up with the two minds. That's why it's, uh, we're unstable in all our ways. Exactly. When we're two mind. but you know, Tim. It's, uh, it comes down to this, when you know the truth, when you know the truth, then you can't run from the truth. And that will cause you then to go back to the Lord and ask him, how does he want to handle the truth in your life? Mm. What does he want you to be a part of? You That's said. right. And just like me, he will say, you can go this far.
1: Mm-hmm. You
3: know And that's a pretty big amount of space he's given me to go, you see. And I know then that the little ones are protected. Mm -hmm. They're protected because he's saying thus far, this is as far as I want you to go. Don't go any further, but don't go any less. Yeah. And here's the key. So I'm doing this seminar on the SRA, you know, Satanic ritual abuse, and I've just got to give it everything I've got that he's been showing me. So I'll be talking about this stuff because they want to make it respectable. Right. And I have to expose that first and foremost to my church. And anyone that wants to listen has to hear this is not respectable.
2: Yeah. Not, not tolerable, right. not permissible. Not in any <laughs> no. way.
3: And if you don't hurt me, I'll leave you alone. Right, I'm right, right. sorry, it's too late. They're coming into your schools. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, right. So I yep. want to sort of add on to this but flip the script a little bit because we talked last week about leaving Egypt. We've left. Mm. So the next place is the wilderness where we fight to fill the voids. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. talked about filling the void. Mm-hmm. But Pastor Tony said something tonight that was really, really powerful. Um, He talked about how the thoughts that come into our minds either fall into two categories, the thoughts of comfort or the thoughts of fear. Mm -hmm. If you were to trace everything back, it goes to something that will comfort you or something that will lead you to fear. And so I was just talking with the Holy Spirit as he was talking, and I was saying to the Lord, Lord, what stops us from getting filled? Because it's funny because... um, When we get free from something, we say, Lord, free us. Like, you know, take whatever part. Like, you know, do whatever you've got to do. Mm -hmm. And then we go back to the Lord and we use an AI approach and we don't get a new revelation. So we say, Lord, fill us. And we think that filling is instantaneous. Mm -hmm. Catch what I'm saying? Catching it. The scripture says, if you don't fill the house, then a spirit goes Grabs seven other spirits worse than itself, and comes back. Yeah. Now the Holy Spirit pointed out that word to me tonight. He said, Nathan, I didn't say the room. Mm. I said the house.
3: That, your house.
0: That means you got to fill the kitchen. You got to fill the bathroom. Come on. You got to fill the living room. You got to fill the bedroom. You better furnish And until it. you fill every mm. room under that strong principality considered mm. the house, it ain't filled. Mm. But the way you fill the bathroom is not the way you fill the kitchen. Yeah. The way you feel the living room is not the way you feel, you know, the bedroom. Each mm. one requires, because see, we do a lot of de the soul to get it free. But we don't spend enough time going into each room and going, right, what's been missing here? This is why I've believed yes, the lie. So this is why I've closed my eyes for so long. Which brings me to my next point. We get so thrown off by the moment of sin rather than doing the research to find up the build-up of sin. Mm. So we get thrown off by this evil thought that comes in and then we fall and we get thrown off by the fall and we let that throw off totally, totally rob us Mm -hmm. of the research of going back and going, what was the build-up? Because Pastor Tony said tonight, God really wants you to examine the build-up. Because if you look at Lucifer, he fell, mm-hmm. but what was the build-up? The trigger. I will. Mm. I will. Yep. Five times. I right. will. Mm-hmm. I will. Yeah. Five times. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the Lord wants us to go to what Pastor Tim said. What are the triggers? The triggers will lead you to the build-up. Because God is more interested in the build-up, saints, than he is the moment that you fall. Yep. Because the moment that you Someone fall, he Me. can Someone douse that this. with his blood and grace Come and on. change it. But if you aren't ready to go in and research the build-up, you're going to go back over it again and again, and, and your eyes will stay close. closed.
3: And I want to say the word research. This is it. When you are shown the truth by the Spirit, you are on are under obligation to to research.
1: <gasps> See, We get yeah, so, off, here. We get so <laughs>
0: thrown off uh-huh. by, you know, we look at ourselves and we think, wow, could I think that thought? And then we let the enemy throw us into condemnation. We let the enemy throw us into guilt, which is really Satan's tactic to throw you off, discovering the buildup. Yeah. Hang on. When I thought that, let's go back to what I thought before I thought that. Let's go back to what I thought before I thought that, let me go back to, so if you're going to take down a stronghold, a fortress, you got to take it down brick by brick. You got to find out what was the glue that was holding all those walls together. You Mm got to find out what was the cement that you laid foundation on, but we expect it all to just go at once. And then we expect it all to be built at once. Come, so And this we, is um, why the enemy is able to spin the lie that we can't fill the void. It's too hard to fill the void. So this is a real entanglement. So once
3: we <laughs> we get the truth and we do the research, then we don't fall in to emptying, letting that void get emptier and emptier. We allow him to fill it with More truth. Yep. More truth. First, what about ourselves and then about what he wants to do if we would let him. Mm -hmm. Not so much for ourselves. We're so caught up in this doing it for ourselves. It's always inward. I haven't got enough time to be inward anymore. I need to take what's inward and take it outward. Mm -hmm. And that's the call of God now, to take what you've got inward outward and expose the enemy as not being respectable.
0: And the truth is, Shania, if we spent as much time, we talk about wasting time. The Lord said this to me tonight in worship and I was so convicted. He said, if you spent as much time putting in some research to find the buildup as you did entertaining it and creating (laughs) a relationship with it, you would actually never actually go around this mountain again. But because you let the enemy throw you off by the moment, the moment becomes the main thing that you try to change. You can't change a moment. Right. you got to go back to the thought that created the moment right. and the thought before that. And you've got to find the gatekeeper. What was allowed to come in? Mm-hmm. What was allowed to go out? Holy Spirit, did I let you be gatekeeper of this thought? You know, we talked about putting it in remand. remand. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've been asking the Lord, what does that practically look like? And He said, "You put it in My jurisdiction until I either take it away mm-hmm. or I give it back to you." Mm. Do you know?
3: Do you know mm. what remand really is? It's not even just putting it in His jurisdiction. When someone's in remand, they're separated from mm. everyone else, and they're put in a yard on their own. At, you know. At a yard in on their own. And some of the things, I know this from Australia, some of the things is you don't have any privileges. You have to just sit there mm. and wait till your court case comes up. So mm. you sit there in remand. What a lot of time to think. Sometimes putting remand on something causes you to think a lot more. Mm. Yeah. And seriously, me personally... You know, I've been crying out to the Lord to help me to understand more about the truth that he's leading me into. And every time I hear the testimony of someone that's been in these things, I just think my problem is this big.
6: Very good. Right. It's big.
3: Not that I'm saying your problems are not important to the Lord but the answer to your problems are this he's the answer yep. and your problem is this being on he's able that. he's able that. and I need to get a hold of that so that I can be available for him to use me in those areas Lord send me I'll go use me Lord. Lord, move through me. Show your mighty love to those that have never, ever, ever heard of your love.
2: I think um, one thing the Lord was showing me during, you know, sitting up for prayer was to pray for people that their faith isn't insignificant. It's like, uh, I think what Pastor Tony alluded to is that defeat mechanism. Defeat mechanism. Oh, you know, the enemy is way too big for me to partake in that. But that small ounce, even if it's just a mustard seed of faith, the Lord can use it. Just like Pastor Rami, you were just saying, right. you can go this far. The Lord is, is still a lot, you know, even if it's just here. It with can, the,
3: it, it do can you still know a, one seed of faith right. can move a mountain? Right.
1: We don't get that. We got to catch that. <laughs> That's the part. Do you know
3: how you, you move a mountain normally? You blow it up with dynamite. But one seed of faith can move a mountain. A mountain, do you know? He never talks about big things when he talks about himself. Mm -hmm. He always talks about the little things doing big things. Oh, come on! Small voice. And you know what? (laughs) You know what? He says a word of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Do you know a word of knowledge is enough knowledge to for the entire world? Wow. If he chooses it. Do you know a word of wisdom can solve everyone's problem? It's a word of wisdom. A word. Not a sentence, not a book, yeah. not a chapter, but a simple little word. Mm. And that means if it's a word of knowledge, he knows what's going on in That's you. It. There's no one that knows like God knows. And Amen. he says that word. One little word is enough answer for your entire life if he wants it to be. And so we need to grab this. He's able. We need to be about what he's able to do for others.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
3: it. We need to be about that.
2: Amen. Yep. We're going to take a quick break, guys. Guys, you have a quite a load to chew on and really seek the Lord about. So during that time, you know start there (laughs) um start with that little seed of faith and you know process the last 20 minutes of revelation and we'll Mm
5: -hmm. be right back what's the genesis record the genesis record is a seminar for those who want to take a prophetic walk through the book of genesis the importance of this first book of the bible is apparent in the fact that this is the book jesus quoted from the most this tells us that there are untapped keys and treasures for our life that will unlock divine connection and overflow. Join us as Pastor Tony Cassis leads us through a walk back in time and establishes a solid foundation by learning how the Holy Spirit wrote and constructed this book of beginnings and the relevance it has for our day and age. The seminar is on Saturday, August 28th at 4.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. You can purchase your tickets at torque.org. Also, if you're unable to join us in person, you can watch this live via torque.tv.org. In order to know where we are going, we must know where we started. We're going to get
3: Nate and Tony? Yes. Just for prophetic. Okay.
0: That is the best dance I've seen to the jingle of portals. That's
2: ah. it. That's ah. it. Oh Pass it wow. That chill. is it. We chill. What's your
0: sense of victory? Yeah. Ah. Dun, 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 dun. Ah. Ah. elbows
2: up.
3: <laughs> I'll hold my judgment on that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I've got to be. You're on my you radar, Tim. Both of us uh, pro- had done the professional uh, yes. dance. It's all right. It's his it's victory. Okay. Wow. Your victory.
0: His victory hey, is I not have my a victory. Deep sense
6: of victory on how far I've come wow. with my dance moves. I'm glad you
0: do.
3: And so uh, you Eva. want me to go in. Go for it. So um, again, I felt so strongly tonight, uh, this oh, morning, this actually. Mm-hmm. I felt this morning, and, and then it's because I'm doing so much study on mm-hmm. what a, the subject I'm doing it on. and I, I felt so, uh, so strong about every time I look, I see the word. And people are waking up. Do you know, Shania, they should be awake by now. They should be awake by now because the Lord has brought truth, whether it's truth about you or truth about others out there that need Mm. you, need you to be a helping hand to them, a healing hand, a delivering hand. You see? We need to know the truth and we need to stop saying, well, we're waking up. I truly believe we need to be awake now. We need to be awake now because there's more important things than keep waking up. We need to be awake for the sake of little ones. And again, I'm talking about save the children and it's all over the world at the moment you can go back do your research you can find out what's going on but you know just like you need every one of your rooms filled up the enemy will fill all your rooms up he won't do just one job he won't do just one job he will individually fill those rooms for his purposes Mm. So the Lord wants to fill those rooms. The Holy Spirit wants to come in like a searchlight and fill all those rooms. But once they're filled, we're awake. Surely we're waking up and there's no need to keep waking up. When I wake up in the morning, I'm awake. Do I have to keep waking up, hitting myself for the rest of the day, pinching myself to make sure I'm awake? No, I'm awake. And I face the day with things happening and handle them. But we keep on wanting to be convinced. And I'm really tired of this church. I'm tired of it. If you're already awake, then start to fight What is it all about? Spiritual warfare. You hear things. Do you take these things to the Lord? Do you bring them and say, Lord, how do you want me to handle this? Mm. Don't handle it on your your own, but go and ask him, how far do you want me to go? How do you want me to handle this? Where do you want me to be involved with this? Where are you going to move through me in this Mm -hmm. so that you can move?
2: Yeah,
3: Do you know something? He's awake. He's awake and he's awake in you. Let him walk through you, awake in you. Wow. He's awake. He's awake. Right. We know abiding in Christ. He's awake. He's not asleep. He never sleeps. So we have the one that never sleeps awake in us. Right.
0: Yeah, and Pastor, you said something that I think is really powerful there. We talk a lot in church and on portals, and we give people a lot of grace, you know, to process with the Holy Spirit and to spend time being convinced. Mm. But I I believe that the Lord is, you know, like that analogy of throwing out the fishing line and then starting to reel in the tightness of the line. If God has to keep giving you time to be convinced, um... You're moving out of, you know, weakness and you're starting to move into willful blindness.
3: I I believe that and I believe there is a dividing line. You come to the edge of that, you play with conviction, you play with truth, you step one step further and you're over. Yeah, Mm. You've gone just too far.
0: Please don't become an addict. To being convinced. Mm. Yeah. Don't get your high of having to be convinced by the Holy Spirit every time. Because that's there to give grace.
3: Yeah. So that the
0: the areas that aren't convinced can be, you know, adapted to see God's perspective. Yeah. But if you haven't changed in that time that He's convincing you, that's when it crosses the line from, okay, Lord, convince (laughs) me to and the tone changes. Look, Lord, convince me. To Lord, convince me. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We Ooh. say the same thing, but the tone changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. So right. now it's not convince me, it's prove, prove it to me. It's actually me, oh not convince. Oh, my gosh.
3: Yeah. It is prove it to it's me. It's prove it to yeah. me. Oh. Prove it to me. Show me it's real. Prove it to me. Put it in my face. Yep. If he was to put in your face, oh, his face, oh, you die. Because <laughs> mm. the Bible says that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if you have to keep convincing, you know, I love little rhymes and I just searched up a word that rhymes with that because I talked about tonight perspective and persistence. Yes. Very, the two are tied together. Very if much. you have to keep being convinced, you'll lose the will to persist. Mm. And that we
3: need to catch that. And I think we have to come on this journey. We need to be prepared to say, Lord, uh, as far as I've been shown i'm walking and uh, you're going to walk with me through this we're going on this journey i know i'm not going it alone and as we walk on this journey you're going to keep showing me and showing me i don't need to know it all at once i can go on the journey to find out i'm going to do my spiritual um research with you yep and you're going to start opening things. Why do you think he wants to show us these things? Yep. That's my question. My answer is because he wants you to be a part of the answer, mm. yeah. not the problem.
1: And
0: I think convinced is the gate, Shanae. Like, I, I just hear the Holy Spirit saying, you know, the, uh, the picture, we talk about the picture, the imagery. Mm-hmm. No and talking about convinced of the darkness that he's showing us and not you know debating it as a lie. Yeah. convinced in the house of God that you're his child. Convinced in the house of God that you belong. Convinced that you have a destiny. Yeah, too much. Convinced that you have a purpose. Too much. If if we keep coming into the house if we
3: have that claiming to be orphans
0: we when we have a father exactly. We're not <laughs> claiming orphan spirit now because of some hurt. He's healed the hurt. Right. If he's healed the hurt, you don't have any reason to claim to be an orphan anymore. Yeah, that's rebellion. But do you, uh. know, you would rather be an orphan than be accepted. Why is it our go-to is in those moments again? The moment. Why do we have to be convinced that we're loved? Mm-hmm. Why can't we say? And if we, I know my father hears me. Mm-hmm.
3: That's it. There, there's my favorite saying. See, Jesus I'm never had to be convinced, right? Because. Of them, but I know you hear me. Lord. Yep. I know you hear me, scripture. Father. I really know you hear me, but for their sake, you do it. Yep. But listen, we don't want to have to keep being convinced no, all the time. And if we don't stop this, what a waste of time. Ugh, we should be convinced. But if we're not there yet, then ask Him to convince you once and for all, because seriously, there are people that need your help to be convinced. Mm. And the Holy Spirit is
0: waiting. He's waiting to
3: pour blessings out.
0: He's literally, there's angels on assignment for our lives and they're coming back to the Lord Jesus going, we tried. Ooh. We tried. Oh, my gosh. And then the Lord says to them, I know. Because they still don't believe it. Oh, And until my they believe gosh. it, I can't let you fulfill what I've commissioned you to do. Oh. We have to convince them again. That's what yep. he says. I'm not, wow! I have to convince them.
3: I'm not. Wow! I'm going to say this as a pastor. I'm not convincing anyone. Mm. It's there. If you don't believe it, it'll be in your face. That's the way it is. Oh. You know, it, that's how how David faced yep. Goliath in his face. But then not, we face the not only in <laughs> his back or in his side, but in his face.
0: And then the Israelites didn't have to be convinced of Goliath's giantness. No. Mm. But they had to be convinced of God's bigness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why is it that we easily give the enemy so much more credit? We have to be convinced of God's ability and ableness in the yep. situation, but we're so convinced of the trial being able to speak louder than God, Mm-hmm. We gotta stop looking yeah. with those eyes.
3: So the, the you just hit it then. You just said be convinced of one thing, the bigness of God. That's it. Not how small you are or how dangerous the devil is, but the bigness of God. That's the only thing I want to know. The bigness 100%. of God. You know, I was bringing, uh, we talk about different stories and Pastor Tony brings up stories. I'm not going to talk about some movie because mm-hmm. that's his favourite way of talking mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the time. I don't watch as many movies as mm-hmm. he does. Mm-hmm. And so I just talk true life. One day we were at, uh, I think it was Jazz Gallery, where one of our stopovers for when, yeah. we, when we journeyed. We had a season or so there and... Um, I had a, man, a young man come to me and he said to me, I had a dream about you, a vision. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, okay. Because at that time we didn't fully understand dreams and visions like we do now. And he said, yeah, I saw a poster. And uh, you were, your face was on the poster. Mm-hmm. And it said wanted. And then I looked. And I saw your face in hell. And he said, you're wanted in hell.
1: <laughs> no. I
3: said, okay, that <laughs> suits me. I want to be wanted in hell. Mm-hmm. Dead or alive. Oh, no, not dead or alive. No, but no, no. I <laughs> want to be wanted in hell. Go See, I don't want to be wanted in man's compromise.
1: Mm.
3: I don't want to be wanted in the great cathedrals. I don't want to be wanted in the halls of fame. Yeah, yeah, the palaces and every other place. Mm -hmm. I want my face where he saw it in hell, and the demons to say, "Wow, she's wanted."
1: Yeah,
3: it's okay. Then I'll go after you, and I won't want you. You'll go to hell.
6: Mm -hmm. That's it. Wow.
2: I'm also seeing, you know, just the alignment. Because we were talking briefly in church about causes. And if we don't do what your point, your perspective is coming from, the inner work mm-hmm. of allowing the Lord to filter out these things. And from your perspective, Pastor Robin, from the bigger work is what the Lord is trying to do as far as filter yeah, out we're, and we're, show.
3: We're balancing it. Yes.
2: Here. But there's a balance and sync there because if we don't do the inner work alongside of what the Lord is doing, we'll just this'll be another cause to That's be excited it. about. This will be another cause yeah. to be yeah. deflecting about. That's yeah. it, you
0: hit it on the head.
3: And I think it's about something, yeah. go it, for it. It's <laughs> it's because you're apostolic, you're a teacher, and I'm a prophet.
0: And she's an evangelist.
3: And you're an evangelist, so we've got a bit of fight folk here. And we're all pastors. <laughs> but listen, listen to me. It's You see around what needs to be looked at now. You can smell out problems. But me, I know when the Lord is saying, this is what I want you to see mm-hmm. ahead.
1: Mm-hmm. But
3: I know that when I look ahead, I see, but others don't see that. Yeah. So I can't go off that subject, whereas you, as a as an apostolic man, you're going to always do around the situation. Mm-hmm. But me, I'm just going to see ahead. Yeah, I'm going to see ahead and I'm going to say, this is what the Spirit is saying mm-hmm. and this is what he wants to bring attention to and this is what he doesn't want us to do. Yep. Do you see? Mm-hmm. So when I say... He doesn't want us to waste time being convinced. Then don't. Right. Don't waste time. (laughs) But see what he is showing you to be the absolute truth. And why, Pastor? Because he's showing you truth is him.
0: Yeah, truth is a person.
3: Yeah. And that's Jesus.
0: That's a name. His name is Jesus.
3: How about that? so what would you
0: say we can give the listeners something to take away the time that they have asked the lord to convince them they need to go the next step
3: is this for themselves or yeah just for anyone listening
0: of anything convince me of my identity convince me of my freedom convince me of your love we're always spending so much time it was like the children of israel we are when that wilderness place, when you're in that wilderness place, you want to be convinced. So you need the miracles, you need the manna, you need the quail, you need the bitter turn sweet.
3: But you got all that, and you still didn't. but you still not <laughs> convinced.
0: So what do we do? Right How now. do we change our tactic? How do we change our prayer? <laughs> Rather than because we, we, we moved from convict me,
6: Lord, yes, in Egypt, yep.
0: to convince me. So we got to move from convince me to what? What's the next step? Isn't
6: Ooh. it? I mean, it's got to be that change of desire, yeah. Right? right we need the lord. desire to change so that we desire his fight we 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 desire the action or maybe even we desire what's to come to pass you know we begin to fall in love with the lord setting others free yeah and i think that's yeah. the key yeah
3: the the greatest one of all is when you get past the convincing is seeing those things in front of your face being set free, snatching someone out (sighs) of the enemy's hand, going down the road there and God bringing someone into your path that has been nothing but an instrument of the devil. And now he's trying to make it all respectable. Oh, come, snatch you out of the enemy's hand. So
0: after you're convinced, the next step would be you need to see what you've been convinced of, Yes. Mm -hmm. Watch. which will birth the desire to adapt to what the Holy Spirit is giving you as his perspective so Mm -hmm. that next time you don't have to go through the process of being convinced. I would like the Holy Spirit to be able to say to me, Nathan, this is me. And me go, okay, Lord, let's do it. Right. Mm. And not have to work through five to ten days of emotion or – oh, is this God, where's me, or this, you know, like, okay, maybe at, you know, milk stage, but we're not at milk stage. We're moving into meat. You know, Paul says, you know, when I was a babe, I drank the milk, but now I need to have the meat. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think milk can always be leading us back to being convinced because you need to have something that you get in order to believe it. That's what convincing to me represents Mm -hmm. i'll believe it you can convince me once i get what i can get Mm -hmm. but maybe the next step is to not even get anything but but request the desire here's
3: something here and talking about convincing by seeing yeah (laughs) what about darling thomas even if he could see he wouldn't believe
0: That's why you need the desire. Because you won't want to see until you really want to. Mm, That's good.
2: Any closing remarks?
3: So he really, (laughs) really missed it because there was something missing. The desire. Desire to see. Mm. The desire to see. So when I said, why? Watch. 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 You see? So that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm watching. And the
0: next step is desire.
3: Yes. Desire to watch and see. Mm. And I, that's where we all should be. You know, desiring to watch and see. Now that you know the truth, now that God is going to help you to do the spirit, spiritual research and you've you've been convinced, now you've got a desire to see. Now, that's going to be a great step of faith because what God is going to show you might shock you. Mm. It might Mm. blow your mind because guess why? Because it means your little concept of this world is blown apart. Mm. And you see, we're so prideful. We want to think, oh, that's not the world I live in. Right. Why is that, I wonder? Is that because we couldn't handle it? Or is that because we can't be told we're too prideful? Ooh.
0: I think we need to go to Prophetic Friends. We need
2: to
3: go. We need to go
2: somewhere.
0: I'm convinced.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Me too, me too, me too, me too. (laughs)
1: Oh my I, I, I uh, want to
3: finish on that yeah. to do with the prideful, because I've experienced talking to people about oh. certain situations that are going on. that And immediately they want to bring an alternative. Now, I go back and I said, "Lord, why are they like this? Why are they doing this? Mm. It's not you, by the way <laughs> <laughs> And why are they like this and it's one of two things. They're fearful or they're prideful. Ooh. It's as simple as that.
0: Okay. Well, snap, crackle,
3: pop. Pop. There it is. Fearful or prideful. You know now. I know what's really going on. Mm.
1: Like.
3: I've had this conversation with some people. I know what's going on. I'll read you all the things that's that, that saying here, this is what's happened, this is what's happened, this is what's happened. And I just look at them and say, okay, we'll just let God show you. Right. And that's all I can do, all I can do. Then there's others that are fearful. Yeah. They don't want to see this evil world. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to see what's going on. But, guys, it's right in front of your face. Right. Walk out the door, it's in front of your face. you going to walk around with your eyes closed or are you going to open your eyes? No more time to sleep. Let's awake and see. What's the, the, the um, portals called?
0: Eyes closed has to go.
3: It has to go. It has to go.
2: All right, guys, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back for
3: Prophetic Friends. (laughs) There you go, Timmy. Time to go.
0: Bye-bye. Bye, Bye. Bye, Portals friends. Pastor Tim has to go. Hi guys, Pastor Nate here and on behalf of the Talk senior leadership, I want to let everyone know of a very special Sunday service event that we have coming up on August 30th. Every year we take time to celebrate this special moment with those members who have decided to call Talk New York their home. We want to join with them as we take membership very serious and so therefore we honour their commitment to be planted in this house. This is a great time to officially welcome them to the family and pronounce a blessing over their life. We encourage you to join us for a fun time of food and fellowship and coming together as the whole body of Talk New York. Because this will be a combined service, there will be no 11am service and the 6.30pm service will be pushed forward to 4.30pm. Again, I encourage you, come, fellowship, join us, meet those people that have decided to call Talk New York their family and their home and be a part of connecting them to their completion. And you can say, welcome home.
3: If we could come along the subject of what we were talking about, if we could uh, get some direction that way. So we're going to get direction that way, you know, because uh, he wouldn't give us that subject if he wasn't going to talk about it. So how do we go about this? Uh, Maybe, uh, Pastor Uh, Nate, would uh. you be ready to go in first?
0: No.
2: I may have an icebreaker, something something. that's been in my heart. All right, be the icebreaker. And it was actually started through worship, so I feel like the Lord wants to share it. And it's just saying, my children, will you allow me to rewrite your story? And I want the story, the revision of the story will have my name in it. And will you allow me to share my story to move forward? So the only way to get who you are is through me, through my presence. The only way to get the truth is through me and through my presence. And from there, I will pour out from you, from where you are, says the Lord.
3: Very good. Very good. Pastor.
0: Mm, My word is to three people, Uh specifically. No location.
3: Male or female.
0: Um, I didn't get that from the Lord, but i got three different journeys. One is at the start of the eyes being opened. One is in the middle. And one is at the finality of it. And so the Lord says to the one at the start, trust me with what you see, my son. Let me begin to show you that fear doesn't rule your perspective, that I rule your perspective. If you give your perspective to me, I will encourage you. I will uplift you. I will push you on and I will give you new perseverance, says the Lord. To the one that's in the middle, the Lord says, my daughter, I have opened your eyes, and there's an inner war going on between opening and trying to close your eyes now. And the Lord says to you, my daughter, if you would just let me fill those voids and fill you up so that your eyes can remain opened. The Lord says, I'm allowing grace for another period of time to bring you to the next level of change and season. And so those things that you're trying to walk in straight away, the Lord says, I'm letting you grow into them. But the Lord says, this grace is for change. This grace is not for you to indulge and stay where you are. So you must take the step forward to open your eyes. You've made you've made that step, but to keep them open. And do not let circumstance, do not let man's opinion, do not let those things around you and those people around you try to convince you out of being convinced and last but not least the lord says to the person at the end i have opened your eyes do not close them again because the lord says the expiration date on the grace period has come wow if you choose to close your eyes in this moment the lord says i will see it as willful disobedience And then I will put it in your face so that you cannot deny it. But the Lord says, I'll put it in your face, but this time it will have pain attached to it.
3: Wow, wow, wow. wow. Says the Lord. Whoa. Okay, well, I have a word, and the word is for the leadership of Talk New York, but it's especially to me. And the Lord says that uh, this seminar is going to be eyes open, says the Lord. This is the seminar that is going to challenge and open the eyes. But know this, my daughter, none will stand against it, God says, for I will work three supernatural miracles. So be ready, says the Lord, because I will back your word in those that gainsay and say. It isn't happening. I will show them out of the mouth of the world that it is happening, says the Lord.
2: Well, that's a word to chew on.
3: Very Very good word for me.
2: Yes. So, yes, do you have any charge? For our listeners. Of course. Please charge us. That's charge a word.
3: Charge What we did tonight, you need to stand up and do yourself right now. You need to get your wife. You need to stand up and you need to put a stake in the ground. Mm. And you need to say, you, Lord, take us into those dark places. I stake this ground right now. Mm. And I'm coming as the Lord calls me to those places.
0: I will do it. definitely do it.
3: And I'm telling you what he's saying. And he is going to give you an opportunity to to diff- do different music that is also going to be calling out in these areas. That's another area that you're going to move in, the Lord says. You're going to hear the cries and you're going to write the cries, says the
0: Lord. Mm, I receive it.
3: Would you get Pastor Natalie for me, someone, please? He needs to do it immediately and they need to see you doing it. Amen. And for you, you need to stake the ground and you need to uh, put your stake into the ground and say, uh, I'm not turning back. I'm going forward, wherever it takes me, however and whatever, I'm going forward. Show me the whys. Amen. Okay, so if you yes. could go first.
0: Yes. So we'll Is sign off from Spotify first. Yeah. Say All
3: goodbye right. to our friends,
2: right, guys. I got to tell you bye because we got some stakes got some to put in the ground. To do. Right, so you know, you ask the Lord why, guys. For those listening, those watching,
0: you can do it at home. Yes,
2: you can do it at home. Please take part and yeah, ask the on. Lord why. Once why. Please
3: do it. Whoever's here, you need to put, put the a stake, stake in, in the,
0: the ground. ground.
2: Come on. So I, I know I got to go. Pastor Nate got to go. Pastor Robin is signing out. Because we got to go put some section in the ground. So thank you guys for listening. And until not eat em. And not eat them. <laughs> until next time. Bye-bye now.